Hello, everybody, and welcome back for episode seven of the Hard Transitions podcast. I'm still Matt. This is still Abby. Hello. And yeah, we're excited to be back. We took, I don't know, maybe an accidental break. I don't really even know. <laughs> Accidentally on purpose. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I mean, nothing was planned. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So just to kind of give you an idea for what we have in store today. We're going to start off with an update on the fantasy football. And then we're going to do another little roundup. We had kind of fun talking about it last time. So we'll be um, digging in, diving into that again. So. We got some good stuff for you this week. All right, so why waste any time? The fantasy football journey of one Abby. How's it going? You know what, Matt? It was great. I wish we were recording last week because I was on a high. I was number one in the entire league. First place. First place out of 14 people. But I have since been dethroned, and I've been bumped down to fourth place. Wow. All right, so let's just real real quick, let's recap the whole roller coaster that's been this season. Just, you know, just for refresher's sake. So you started the first game, first three games, right? 3-0, and undefeated. I believe so. And then you lost two in a row? Something like that. Maybe it was just two in a row. All right, let's go two in a row. That sounds right. Sure. Um, yeah, don't fact check this. <laughs> okay. And then you won another three in a row. To get to eight and two, something like six and two, six and two. Sorry, yeah, math card. And then you tied. Yes. So this is all now. We've got you kind of up to speed. This is kind of the new material stuff we haven't heard about quite yet. So you you did tie with someone. Yeah, I tied with the girl who was actually number one. She had been coasting along at number one for quite some time, and we actually tied. And it's really bitten us in the butt because. Yeah. We have both since been, like, one of us needed that win because we have both since been bumped down out of the, the top three. Right, right. Yeah, so if one of you had received that win instead of the other, they'd be in first place, right? Right. Right. And then this past week, I got beat by one point. Yeah, it's tough. It was tough. It's always bitter when you uh, when you see that. And you actually had a, a, what was, like, a fantastic week from a couple of your players, right? That kind of bought you back into it. Yeah, I was definitely down going into Sunday evening, but she really just pulled through and got me by once again just by one point. So I lost eighty one to eighty two. It just it it hurt. It did. So now I'm I'm six and three and one, and yeah, once again fourth place overall. Yeah, you Des Bryant who had a really nice game against uh, Pittsburgh what it was um that kind of got you got you going so yeah that's tough so what are your feelings now so you're you're i mean you're still in the playoff hunt because it is getting down to that time like you're week 10 uh playoffs usually start what it looks like we go through yeah so we have four more weeks of playing yeah but i think this week is going to be another tight race i'm playing another girl who she's just been like pretty much in the middle of the pack the entire time but Uh, my quarterback, Matt Ryan's out, so I have to put in Palmer, who actually did better than Ryan last week, so mm-hmm. hopefully, and he's been doing pretty well ever since he, I think he had a concussion a couple weeks back, so ever since he's been back, he's been doing well, but also Gronk is questionable, so I'm a little bit nervous. So if he's out and I don't have Ryan, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty tough tough week. Yeah, yeah, having two of your, your 
premier players. I mean, you still have Gordon, Melvin Gordon, uh, to rely on. So that's I mean, that's something. Yeah, Des Bryant's been good for you too. Yeah, I definitely have some players. I mean, it's really just gonna. Like, I, I I don't think I can focus on the projections this week. I think it's really just gonna be like how it shakes out in the week because I think it's gonna be tight. Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts you want to bring up as the season has trucked along? You're, I mean, you're practically a veteran at this point. Anything new to talk about? No, I don't think so. Um, no new revelations or anything, but still having fun. Still loving it at work. We talk about it every week, and it's just it's just a fun thing to do still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it hasn't worn off. That's good. Yeah. Right. And yeah. We're, we're still, like, getting, like, people, I think uh, for the first couple of weeks, some people just kind of let their teams play like you know they didn't change out any players didn't pick up any new players but then they soon realize that you need to do that in, in order to to keep your team going week after week so i think everyone's except for one team does not care at all oh, but yeah uh well they're in last place so it doesn't really matter but yeah so everybody's really getting into it and we all talk about it and it's still really fun right that's awesome yeah that's all i got cool cool all right, so uh, I guess the next thing, we'll just dive into our, our roundup, talk about some of the cool things, you know, we've been digging into or whatever uh, in on in recent memory. Um, I'm looking over at Abby's notebook. She has about a page and a half worth of stuff written down about her roundup. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the reins here. All right. And then just so I can lay out for her in this in the second half here. I'm still writing down notes. So yeah, it was like jotting, jotting, <laughs> jotting. Yeah, you were like super excited about this. You had messaged me while I was at work yesterday and then you're leaving a little bit this morning about your topic. And I was like, hey, like, we've been podcasting in a while. Might as well talk <laughs> about it. You know, like, you seem really excited about it. So I'm going to try and keep mine brief so you can really go crazy. All right. Hey, thank you. <laughs> no worries. Um, so my topic is is uh, actually just about a website that I've like, I guess in the past like four or five months I've been like super excited about. I don't know why. I don't even know how I found it. Uh, it was kind of random. It, the website is called Quora.com. So it's Q-U-O-R-A.com. And it's basically what Yahoo Answers wishes it could have been. <laughs> um, for those of you who have never somehow if you've never, I guess you've never been on the internet. I don't know. Um, if you've never seen Yahoo Answers, it's, you know, I think primarily for comedic value, the, the questions and answers on that website, um, they all seem kind of absurd and uh, answered by typically underqualified people. Wait, can I tell you a quick story that I've never told you before about yeah, sure. Yahoo Answers? Yeah. So back in the day, it, there, I was working one summer in high school, didn't have too much else going on. So I actually spent my summer answering Yahoo Answers questions all summer <laughs> to get more points. Oh, wow. Because you used to get, I don't know if you still yeah. do, but you get points. Yeah, I and my, so. my I was on, like, this was years and years ago. My username on there was, like, ASDF. Like, oh, wow. So <laughs> that's how, like, You're in at the ground level. Yeah, Yahoo Answers. And that's what I did all one summer. So, yeah, if you've ever had your any of your yahoo <laughs> answers questions answered by an asdf um you pretty much could dismiss those answers yeah it was just some some kid i think i stuck <laughs> to like the book forum people would ask for book recommendations oh, and okay. i can google things so yeah. all right well this isn't actually supposed <laughs> to be about yahoo answers it was just my way of relating this to other people um so yeah quora is 
Core is a little more reputable as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the people who typically field the answers to the questions um, have to give some type of credential or whatever. And so sometimes it's something random. Like if someone's asking a question about like how to take care of their kids, like the credential will be like mother of four. Um, but in other veins, like <laughs> other more technical veins, you actually get answers from like CEOs of companies and things like that. And it's really cool. They like, I guess they browse the website for some reason. Uh, people ask a lot of questions about Google. I guess that, I'm sorry. Take a step back real quick, because part of the cool thing that is Quora and what makes it fun to kind of browse every day um, for me is that once you sign up, you get a questionnaire about like topics you're interested in, and so you kind of can, are able to fill out the questionnaire, and those are the questions you see on a day-to-day basis. So part of mine is like you know data science, uh, statistics, math. And a bunch of things like that and then also just like business like jobs and things like along those lines that i just like reading about um on a day-to-day basis like science and things like that um, people will ask questions about you know startups and, and whatnot like all within my my interests and i'll upvote stuff and so that's supposed to refine the algorithm that presents the question like these the questions of your interest to you what are some of the questions that you've seen on there what, some of the ones that I've, I found really interesting, and I can't remember what I selected to get them, have all been about, like, Google or, like, Facebook or one of the major tech firms and, like, asking about, like, what's it like to work there? How much do people get paid there? You know, like, kind of, hey, describe a normal day of a engineer at Google. And, like, an engineer at Google will come answer the question and he'll kind of, like, talk about what he does, like, he or she did for that, you know, on a day-to-day basis or um, whatnot. And then there's like just like theoretical, like there's fun, fun theoretical and historical questions. Like saw so, uh, the one I saw the the other day was, um, why didn't the Japanese, why did the Japanese choose to bomb Pearl Harbor and not the Panama Canal? So it was kind of an interesting, kind of topical question. Well, and, why? And the and the guy, well, so that was the thing. So the guy who posed the question actually presented some like ideas that was like, hey, why didn't they bomb Pearl or uh, Panama Canal? It could have shut off trade routes. It could have really like you know, uh, truncated the American force. And really when they bombed Pearl Harbor, they actually didn't get that much like strategic value out of it because apparently from what I read, Pearl Harbor wasn't really that deep of a harbor. So a lot of the ships that were bombed during Pearl Harbor were actually salvageable. Because they couldn't sink. Yeah, because they couldn't sink, right? So they, they just were able to repair the ships and they're ready to go. Um, and so the one of the people who answered it, it was he was like a historian and he presented like the facts that essentially the Japanese fleet couldn't move that far. The idea that they would have to, you know, basically traverse the entire Pacific Ocean essentially to get to the Panama Canal and attack it, and then they also risked on their way back getting assaulted. Um, it was it would be easier for the American fleet to cut them off and attack them, you know, once they did reach the Panama Canal. And then they they actually the, this person whom clearly it had like a master of this content like talked about like how much money it would have costed like calculated all like the gas you know like how much it would take to fuel all of the the battle cruisers and the different carriers that were like in the fleet and like described the japanese fleet and why it would be difficult for it to go undetected but whereas like when they were able to attack pearl harbor they could go mostly undetected and, and they went on and on and like they actually even had sea charts to show you that like here's the route they would have to take to the Panama Canal because this is how you would have to avoid getting detected. And why is that logistically, you know, challenging? And, and what was the, like, you know, strategic advantage of attacking 
like Pearl Harbor, you know, in and of itself, like by comparison to the Panama Canal. And so, yeah, it was like this really detailed answer that, I mean, I never would have thought of this question. And it was kind of cool to see someone else like be like, oh, that's an interesting question. Here's all the details and like be like clearly an expert. So that's kind of the content you get from there. Like, and it really is like whatever you're interested in. So if my ramblings about the strategic advantage of attacking Pearl Harbor over Panama Canal wasn't something that you know, sparked your interest, uh, trust me, there's probably a lot of stuff on there that would. So I definitely think it's a cool website to check out. It di- it does feel mildly educational. Like, into for me, it's replaced some amount of like scrolling through Twitter or scrolling on Facebook, like just to burn some time. Like if I want to spend 10, 15 minutes during my lunch at work just to kind of relax, I'll scroll through Quora instead because I'll read interesting things and then you know whatever. Yeah, it seems like a great place to start like accidental deep dive yeah and then yeah. like two hours later you're on you know you're like 16 pages deep in wikipedia and yeah one the one i the other question that i saw was someone asked uh a question about artificial intelligence and specifically deep mind and why ibm's newest release of deep mind was such a a monumentous undertaking and actually had some demonstrations of deep mind solving puzzles is that like watson yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is extremely impressive because if you think about the way your human brain works to solve a puzzle, you obviously know it's a puzzle. And so you <laughs> approach it from that, you know, angle. Whereas a, a computer doesn't know that it's a puzzle. But what DeepMind was able is able to do is identify it as a puzzle and identify like key attributes of the puzzle and kind of learn and like perform these actions without really prompting. It was uh, pretty impressive. And so, like, it, that resulted in me deep diving into AI and things like that. Read a bunch of Wikipedia articles about this stuff. So, so yeah, it really it really does. It just spawns off, like, interesting learning that you wouldn't typically involve yourself in. So, that's Quora. And I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for this podcast, actually. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to jump into my extremely random roundup topic today, which is... Uh, I, I mean... In actuality, it can't be any more random than what I just talked about with... <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. It is a little bit more specialized. So I'm going to talk about the uh, the Pittsburgh Tunnel System, <laughs> uh, which I kind of always like to know why people... Like, how did you stumble upon this rabbit hole? So I was driving home from work yesterday, and in order to get home, I have to go past one of the tunnels and to get on the highway to get home, and... We were just like chit-chatting and I think out of the blue, I was like, how did people get downtown without this tunnel here? Because there's a, how Pittsburgh is set up is in order to get from the south or the west into the city, you have to go, or there's a big mountain in the way. Then on the other side of that mountain is a huge river and then it's the city. So lots of obstacles and basically everything from here on out, if you're a Pittsburgh native, you kind of know what I'm talking about, but I'll try to explain this as best as possible. So the main tunnel that I was talking about was the Fort Pitt Tunnel. If you've ever seen The Perks of Being a Wallflower movie, it's the, the tunnel in that movie. It's like a, it's a famous book, and they it was set here in Pittsburgh. I had no idea. Really? Have you ever seen it? No. Nah, I didn't oh. watch that. Okay. I mean, yeah. You, you're all... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so uh, the Fort Pitt Tunnel is the cool tunnel that you see from, like, photographs. So whenever you go into this tunnel all you see is a mountain then whenever you come out it's this gorgeous view of the city and that tunnel was built in the 60s so not that long ago you know like definitely post cars 
So yeah. how did these cars get into the city before that tunnel was built? So about a couple miles down the mountain is the Liberty Tunnel, which was built in the 20s. And whenever they built that tunnel, it incre- it was pretty much then like the main throughway to get to the southern part of the city, which they wanted to build up into suburbs and to be able to mine and, and do all these other things. Probably not mining in the 20s, but... Um, There's some coal mining. Yeah. Coal and steel. I got some, some mining <laughs> topics for you later. Don't worry. Um, so whenever they opened this tunnel, which gave people access from the city to the South Hills, it cut transit time down to five minutes and it used to be an hour because wow. you used to have to drive around the mountain and you would have to go to the West End and then go over and like travel along the river and go across one of the bridges to get into the city. Wow. So whenever they built the tunnel and the, the Liberty Tunnel and the Liberty Bridge, it cut transit time down to five minutes without traffic. Obviously, if you're going there now, it's going to take a lot Longer than five minutes to get through that tunnel during rush hour. But because it kind of opened up the access to a whole new part of... Gateway to the south. Yes. (laughs) It actually quadrupled property values south of the city, which I found astonishing. Which completely makes sense, but it's so funny that a tunnel could do that. Yeah. It's just a tunnel. Impressive. Yeah. And actually, before that Liberty Tunnel was built, so this is a huge mountain. It's, like, very, very steep, very tall. And before that tunnel was built, the one of the proposals was actually, instead of building a tunnel, was to build, was to basically cut a huge valley into this mountain. Once again, big mountain. This would have been, like, a huge, huge valley, and it would have looked insane. And, and I, this is I not something, was... actually, that Pittsburgh is has never done before. Because oh, yeah. one of the major highways in the Pittsburgh metropolitan area um, is hewn, th- hewn through uh, a mountain. Yeah. Right? So you end up driving through what is essentially a man-made valley. Yeah, it's pretty cool to look at. He's talking about on uh, 79, right by Carnegie. Interstate 79, yeah. You have to – and you can. it's really cool because you can – they cut down pretty much like halfway through this mountain. And you can just see all the rock formations on either side. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really cool if you like – take the time to look at it um and then the last thing i want to say about this particular tunnel before i move on to the next one is that there is a ventilation system built so the tunnel goes through the bottom of the mountain obviously and then directly on top of it which you can see whenever you're driving over the mountain which i do every day and i've seen this huge brick it looks like a big factory or a power plant and it has these huge um, like smokestacks on top of it and I had noticed it before and I had no idea what it was and it's actually the power plant that controls the ventilation system for the Liberty Tunnel. Wow. Yeah and I, I actually took a picture of it for you because I drive by it every day and it's a terrible picture but. Huh. Okay. So and this is like hundreds of yards above the tunnel is just this power plant that... That's its job. Yeah, just to, like, put clean air in this tunnel. And <laughs> I I just found that fascinating because it's something that I see every day. And I was like, oh, wow, that's just connected to the tunnel. You don't really think about that, right? Like, well, where does all the exhaust and stuff go while the cars are moving through the tunnel? Especially if there's traffic and the cars are kind of stopped in the tunnel. Yeah. That's a huge uh, logistical problem that you really don't even consider when you're cruising through a tunnel. 
Yeah. It's like, how do they get all the bad air out and pump the fresh air in? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was everything for the Liberty Tunnel. Then I, between the Four Pit and Liberty Tunnels is, I pronounce it the Wabash Tunnel. I know people pronounce it other ways, especially like people in Chicago say something different, I think. But that tunnel was a former railway and it used to have a bridge going across it into the city. And that's whenever I realized that there were, used to be multiple bridges back in the 1900s that don't exist anymore. Because they're railways. Yeah, and so, yeah, a lot of them were taken down. I think one, this one might have, like, burned down, so it got, or got ruined in a fire, and then they were going to rebuild it years later, but never did. But you can actually see, and I'll point this out to you whenever we drive downtown next time, you can still see the structures in the river that used to hold up these old bridges. Yeah, I've noticed those from time to time. Yeah, Yeah. it never clicked to me that, like, oh, that probably held up a bridge 60 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I just, like, glanced over it and never noticed that it was, like, a thing. But there's, there's one that, huge structures. I mean, there's one to the right of uh, 370. This is getting really, really nebulous. I'm sorry. No, someone listening is not from Pittsburgh. Um, but when you're driving um, on 376 from the city to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, there's actually one of them literally right on the side of the city. It's huge. That's uh, the, the Wabash. Yeah. The yeah. old Wabash Bridge. Yeah. So that tunnel has since been... It was a railway tunnel, and then I think it shut down from, like, the 20s to the 50s. And um, then they were going to turn it into, like, a couple things were happening. But my favorite thing that happened was in the 80s, that whole tunnel was used as a parking lot for old buses. That's weird. So there were old buses that the Port Authority system in Pittsburgh could, like, didn't use anymore. So basically they parked these buses, I think, like... 50 to 100 buses in this tunnel and just like closed off the ends and thinking like oh, okay this will keep them safe but then eventually i guess after a couple years some like vandals got in and like smashed all the windshields and the mirrors and the uh, headlights and all of that yeah. so they couldn't use this as their like secret little <laughs> they just parked all these buses underneath a mountain <laughs> and I, I like i've driven like it's so crazy thinking about like oh that's what this tunnel which is like an excellent like it's only one of three tunnels that gets you from the south hills to downtown pittsburgh and like now you can drive through it but like before it just wasn't used as anything it was literally a parking lot wow yeah they spent all of that um all of the uh the manpower and, and financial resources to create this tunnel and then stop using it yeah <laughs> yeah it was fantastic and, and then probably, I think the last, well, second to last thing I want to talk about with this is I, the the main reason why I did all of this diving last night is because I read about this tunnel that actually, go. it was a railway tunnel and then it was completely closed and never used. And it goes, like, on my way to work because I have to drive into the city. And so I was like, there's this tunnel out there that no one's using that might cut down on my commute time where is it because i couldn't Uh figure it out based on like the old street names that they had in all these old articles but i finally found it and you can just find it by zooming in on google maps really really (laughs) closely which is like i didn't that one took me about 20 minutes to figure out but it's actually how the the t the trolley system it's the tunnel they use to get into the city Uh, oh okay so it is much to my dismay because i was hoping that it would just like pop me out at work 
from the other side of the mountain. Yeah, yeah, I was convinced that this tunnel was going to, like, I I don't know, I could, like, maybe redo it, remodel the tunnel. Start some crowdsource funding. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like, cut down Abby's commute, Kickstarter. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't be yelling on the benefit. Yeah, no, I would not. So that's really the the motivation for me to figure out all this tunnel stuff was trying to find this quote-unquote secret tunnel. It's not a secret. People use it every day. Yep. Yep. And then the last thing I promise about all of this that I learned is that so all of the rail, railway systems, like Pittsburgh was a huge uh, coal mining city and that, you know, the railways would take the coal and they'd sell it other places, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So a lot of the places in the South Hills, like in Brookline, um, in one of the articles, it mentioned that nearly 1 million homes in Pittsburgh are quote unquote undermined. So these homes and the, the towns sit on top of these old mines mm-hmm. and these mines can like you have to or you don't have to, but it's like recommended that you buy like mine insurance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really know about this. And so basically there's like two bad things that can happen if your home is on top of a mine. One is it can essentially create like a sinkhole because the mine like the obviously the, the ground above the mine Just collapses. Exactly. And so then, like, they showed, there was all these pictures about these houses with their foundations completely crumbling because they're on top of a mine. And then the other weird thing is that the mines can collect water, and then that water can actually come out on top of the earth and, like, flood above the mine. So if you get insurance, it covers you for both things. I looked it up. But (laughs) that's so crazy. Yeah, that is pretty wild. And it's like, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, I mean, current day, I don't, I can't speak to this at all, but like just how all the oil is being, I don't know what the verb is, mine, do you mine oil? Um, drill. Drill, okay. Drill. Just like in the South and like, they're kind of having all these issues and it's creating issues with the foundation and causing more earthquakes potentially. So it's all these things that we, that we are currently doing that we have done that are just like there's repercussions for it and it's crazy and they're weird. <laughs> they think the drilling is a lot less impactful. I mean, if you think about a drill versus creating a mine shaft for a human person. I don't know. I don't. I think they're a little bit different in terms of damaging the integrity of the ground but, or the integrity of the earth. Well, they say they create earthquakes, which are pretty bad. It just seems uh, that might be propaganda. I don't know. Seems a little crazy. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't think it is like fully researched yet. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I believe out there. it. We've gotten we've kind of gone on a tangent here. We have even off of the uh, the tunnels. The tunnels. The, the tunnel tangent. Um, yeah. So that's all I have for tunnels. I did want to mention two other things that I have been absolutely loving over the past month and like laugh out loud worthy. And they're just two completely random things on the internet. One are, and I, I mean, you've watched some of these with me, Jimmy Fallon's game show segments on his uh, talk show at night are absolutely hilarious. They play, like, catchphrase and password. And I just, like, sit in bed and watch these at night and completely crack up. And you think that I'm, like, absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, they are kind of funny. They're definitely, I mean, they're, they're pretty amusing just because it's, I mean the way they they really they really do it up the way they 
by these games. It's, Excuse me. I don't know why I love it so much, um, but I do. And then the next thing, or the last thing, is um, that Joe Biden meme that's going around the internet right now also has me, like, in stitches. I think it's hilarious, and I can't get enough of it, and I've, like, sought out articles that just, like, list out examples of this meme. Which is basically, the meme is essentially... It's a picture of Barack Obama and Joe Biden, typically. And then uh, it just has a couple pieces of dialogue. And Joe Biden takes on the role or persona personification of a, a kind of a prankster. I don't know. I guess is a way to describe it. Um, he's a little goofy and, and laid back uh, within the meme. And so a lot of the stuff he does is just pretty jokey and funny. Yeah, it's just made me like Joe Biden so much more, even though none of it is true. Yeah, yeah, who knows if he's really, like, maybe he's a super serious, tied-up guy, and I he know. doesn't like to joke around at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is the way we, we think of him as the American culture, though. Yes. And that's the, really the power of the internet, right there. That's so true. Yeah, because, yeah, you like Joe Biden right now. And I think I like Joe Biden, too, for almost the same reason, because I don't <laughs> think I've ever heard the man speak, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the power of the internet right there. There is. Sculpting opinions. Sculpting. <laughs> Good and bad. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that does it. We really, really put in some time for you here. You know, I know that everyone is probably clamoring to, to hear this. So we thank you again uh, for being interested and being being excited and, and sticking all the way through it and listening to uh, just us kind of talking because it's always really fun for us to do and it, it's nice to – to know people are listening and getting some enjoyment out of it as well so we thank you um all right well that's it so that's that's this episode so we'll see you guys later thanks bye guys